Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Uh, Welcome to a new episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Brad Chandler. Um, Brad, if you want to give everybody a bit of uh, an introduction to yourself so people understand who you are, what we're we're talking about today, and uh, a little bit of the background, maybe some of the story. Yeah, man. Uh, So in ninth grade, I read a book on how to buy real estate with no money down. Um, Knew I always wanted to do real estate. In uh, late 2002, an investor bought my neighbor's house here in Vienna, Virginia. And I went and talked to him and he said, yeah, I buy houses below market. Um, I was like, wow, I I don't remember the book I read in ninth grade that you could buy them below market, but that's what I'm going to do. So I spent eight months trying to find a deal, eight months. And every week I got more and more persistent. And in July and August of 2003, I bought six houses. In October of 2003, I went to my boss at the time and I said, I quit. I'm going to go start Express Home Buyers. I came home and told my wife at the time that I just quit. And she was like, are you insane? Like we have a newborn kid and I've got two kids. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. And here we are 20 years later in 4,000 houses and we're not still married, but it was fine. It was a fine decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had a similar thing with whenever I quit my job. I surprised the wife with that. I came home. I'm like, yeah, guess what? I quit today. And she's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like, this, no, enough of this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm underpaid no matter what. And, the, and that's the other thing is they, they came back to me. What, what do you need to make me? You can't afford me anymore. <laughs> well, you know, Glenn, the, fu- the funny thing is within the three months of quitting, I negotiated a salary increase. I was making $60,000 and I, I, I negotiated up to $92,000, which was a pretty good, pretty yeah. good bump. Right. Um, but my first, my second house, I think I made like $42,000 on it. And I'm like, wait, I just did one flip and made $42,000. And I was working for a paycheck three months ago for $60,000 all year long, 2,080 hours of work for 60 grand. I was like, no way I'm out of here. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Right. Um, it, I don't need to regurgitate. I, I did the same thing. It, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's so powerful when you do this real estate stuff and you, you, uh, <laughs> you don't need to do a million of these a year. Oh, mind you, I know you're doing a lot of these a year. Um, I did a lot in uh, 2022, but I've slowed down a lot in 2023 just to uh, to be a little bit safe. But uh, um, yeah, maybe, I, I don't know, you're, you're talking about maybe some mindset stuff or are you going to talk about the like uh, nuts and bolts about doing like you're, you're saying when we were pre-chatting like 250 uh, you know, renovations or flips a year. Um, yeah, man. Shoot, I could talk for 24 hours on this subject. Um, yeah. the, the mindset part that is. Um, so yeah, I'm at a point now with Express Home Buyers that um, I work an hour a week. Uh, we did 253 transactions last year. And by transactions, either a flip or a wholesale deal. And how that all kind of, kind of came about is two and a half years ago, trying to get my son help for anxiety. I was on a Zoom call like this with a performance coach, and she's like, "You know, you have a tick. You blink profusely when you talk about your childhood. You may have some unresolved childhood trauma that's huh. affect, affecting your son's anxiety." And I'm like, how is that possible? And now two and a half years later, I understand that if you have kids with behavioral problems and you want to know the source of them, just grab your spouse, grab her by the hand or him and walk into the bathroom and look in the mirror. You're the source of it. It's not your fault, but you're the source of it. And we'll dig into that more deeper in a bit. So she tells me I have this issue. She tells me that by working with her and her husband, I may you know, see some changes. So I'm like, I'll do anything at this point in time to help my son. His anxiety was really bad. Yes. So I flew out, flew out for a weekend to Park City, Utah. And in one weekend, really in one three-hour session in this Airbnb bedroom, Glenn, my entire life changed. I mean, entire life changed. And I came back from that 
And I said to myself, I think I just figured out the secret to life and happiness. And I looked around at all the people that I knew in my network and my family and my friends who were suffering. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're suffering for the same exact reason I'm suffering. And what was that reason? All of us go through something in childhood where our needs weren't met. And we come up with these stories called coping mechanisms that get us through those. Usually those stories are, I'm not enough. I don't belong. Um, I'm not good enough. Um, and it's really, really good when you're a six-year-old because it gives you – something happens to you when you're six years old and, and it's bad, right? Well, why is this happening to me? I'm bad. If I can only be good, then I can get the love and affection or whatever it is that I want. So it's your brain doing its job, helping you survive, giving you a hope for a better tomorrow. When you're 47 years old like I was, buying a 42-foot boat in, in July of 2020 – and taking it to the Bahamas when I'd never owned a boat and I didn't even know how to read a chart, that's a big problem. And why? Because that little six-year-old inside my inside me was saying, you're no good. You're not enough. You better prove something. So I came back and I said to myself, I've got to give this gift to other people. So I looked at my business. Everything changed in my business. I had started this business literally in my head in ninth grade. Why? Because I didn't feel safe as a child. My father showed love through money. My mother had a a um uh, a scarcity mindset around money. We almost lost our house and had to move into public housing when my dad left us. So I had this, oh my gosh, money's going to make me happy. So when I came back after that, that weekend in Park City, I was like, wait, I don't need to prove anything to anybody anymore. This is fantastic. Now I can actually focus on making an impact. So I looked at my business. I looked at the people we have. Our culture has changed. Now we're all about making an impact on our clients, on our employees. And in these last two and a half years, ironically, or not ironically, my net worth has jumped more, exponentially more than any other two-year period. Why? Because instead of focusing on money to make myself feel better, which it will never do, mm -hmm. I, fo I focus on making an impact and everything in my life has changed. You want to dig into that a little bit? What do you mean by making an impact? So I spend an hour a week. I show up to a man. Well, three-fourths of the time I show up to the meeting. Sometimes I don't show up because I'm traveling, but right. I show up to a one-hour manager's meeting. So when I talk about making an impact, I have coached my employees. Instead of like being harsh on them and saying, you got to make more calls, I'm like, oh, it looks like you're struggling. Let's talk about this. The first coaching client I ever had happened to be a virtual assistant I have in her mid-30s. She came to me. She was like, Brad, I've got this major anxiety. I sleep two to three hours a night. I get these major migraines. And we did exactly what I do now with my clients. We went back to her childhood. We figured out the programming. And she had some her, some rough things that happened, right? And we turned and, and we told we we told her brain a different story. And she now sleeps like eight hours a night. She doesn't have migraines anymore and her anxiety is gone. So that's how I make an impact now. I make an impact on my employees at Express Home Buyers, my flipping company. We are now like, you know, not just going out trying to always get the best price. We look at the seller and we're like, this is a human being who's struggling. How can we best help them? Instead of going in there with dollar signs and being like, how can we eke out this last couple grand? You know, we we bought a headstone for a lady who couldn't afford one of her family members died. We bought a headstone for her, just things like that. And then in the coaching business, Brad Chandler Coaching, what I do for 40 plus hours a week is I help people who are in bad relationships or have anxiety or depression or work too much or, you know, have eating issues, turn all of those around and find the freedom and happiness that you so deserve. So that's what, that's what I, that's how I make an impact now in this world. Wow. It 
you make it sound really easy, but also it sounds like the hardest thing in the world that you're trying to accomplish here, right? Um, it, it's not easy to change people's mindset, not even easy to change your own mindset, let alone to do that. Like I, I like even most people don't have the mindset to even pull off 53 uh, flips in a year. Most people can't do that. Um, not, not even, you know, not even tactically, it's just uh, mentally, like I went and was doing a lot of uh, renovations in a year and it's a uh, it's taxing just to to manage the contractors. It's it's taxing on your own brain. Um, just managing the money, managing like the, the people. Not even like everyone thinks that it's all about the transaction of uh, you know buying, renovating, and managing these contractors. There's the people who give you the money too. Like I I, I raise money to do mine, right? Um, so there's there's a lot of um just scaling even the communication with the 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 buyers. Um, and you're talking about your staff. Uh, and you know, it, honestly, it's it's hard to even for me to wrap my head around like how you would, you know, change their mindset, you know, so that they would, you know, you know, you're you're dealing with you're almost like a therapist, right, to actually deal with what's going on, what's happened with them in their childhood. Um, honestly, that um, I think it's amazing, but for me, even when just hearing it, I'm like that. Uh, it's very personal. <laughs> it's, it's a very personal conversation, which is sometimes hard because people don't even want to open that up, especially to if you're in a, a, a manager employee sort of relationship. Yeah, it's all about creating safety, right? And I'm not a therapist because therapists focus on the conscious mind and they focus on the symptoms and they want you coming back every Tuesday at 1130 for the next 10 years. I was in therapy for 30, 30 years, literally. It didn't work. So it's more than mindset. Um, Glenn, it is about every single problem in your life right now is a thinking problem. You were not born with depression, anxiety, OCD, an eating problem, an addiction problem. You weren't born with sore feelings when your when your wife or husband says something that sets you off. Those were all learned behaviors. So what I do is I focus on the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind literally drives 95% of your daily behavior. And so I have been certified in hypnosis. So it's part of my tools. So all I do is I get the client in a deeply relaxed state and whatever their issue is, let's just pick the, let's just pick anxiety. Let's just say you, you came to me with anxiety. So I would put you in a deeply relaxed state by just walking you downstairs, having you do some breathing exercises. So now all the clutter of your brain is kind of away and you're, and you just focus on your subconscious mind. And I would say to you, Glenn, bring me back to a time, a place, an event when that was the cause of this anxiety that you're experiencing today. And your subconscious mind is going to say, well, you know what? When I got bullied in school and I came home and told my mom and she blew it off and she was like, you're not getting bullied. Or my dad didn't show up to my birthday for three years in a row. I felt this. And then we just figure out what did you feel? And then what were the stories that you told yourself around those? And then I make a recording. And at night, when you're going to sleep, your brain is in an alpha wave brain state, which means it's highly suggestible. You listen to this recording and you just reprogram. You have Everyone has the natural ability through something called neuroplasticity to regrow new neural pathways so that you can start thinking and acting differently. So when you say mindset, I think about the Tony Robbins and the Zig Ziglar's who are like, go look in the mirror and just say, I'm going to make these calls, 100 calls to the sellers, and I'm great. Well, I can't tell you how many clients I've had that have gone through every Tony Robbins and every motivational program. And they're like, I knew exactly what I should have been doing, but I couldn't do it. Why? Because these thoughts, 
that are controlling you are buried in your subconscious mind, a lot of times my clients don't even know the things that are controlling them. So they've got to go back and figure out where did they come from? Because you have to have awareness to change. Is there like, is there a way to figure this out yourself? How do you know what your underlying issue is? Or does it need, do you need to go into like uh, some sort of hypnotic state in order to do this? Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do a deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. Oh man, what a great question. So number one, um, if we'd had this conversation three years ago, so the thinking problem and the I'm not enough, just it, 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 it comes down to lack of self-love. And lack of self-love is the cause of every single problem we have in the world. There may be 98% of them. The wars that are going on, child sex trafficking, obesity, divorce, addiction, 34% of Americans being on an antidepressant or anti-anxiety. Uh, um, uh, it's all because of lack of self-love. Where did the lack of self-love come from? Because we weren't born with it. It came from the thinking problem. So two ways. Number one, if I was going to say, if we'd had this conversation three years ago and you said, Brad, do you love yourself? Do you have self-love? I'd have been like, absolutely. Yeah. I don't care what I don't care what other people think. I have, I have high self-esteem. Those are all lies, right? I didn't even know that I didn't love myself. So I created this self-love quiz. It's only 12 questions and it takes three minutes. Bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. Go take the quiz. If for some crazy reason you don't want to take the quiz, all you have to do is look at your life. Do you always need to be right? Are you are you in a triggered state a lot of the time? When your spouse says something, does it offend you? Do you get really angry? Do your kids make you really angry? Do you have an addiction to anything? Do you need a substance to cope with like sadness or anger? Um, or do you have problems with relationships? Are you not in a relationship? Have you never been in a deeply connected, committed relationship? Or, or, or are you in a shitty relationship? These are all signs. Oh, do you talk negative to yourself? That's another big one. Are you always beating yourself up? When you make a mistake, do you say, it's okay, I'm a human being? Or do you say, what a piece of shit you are? Or, or you're fatty, you're ugly. All of these are signs that you lack self-love. If you lack self-love, every single area of your life is negatively impacted to some degree. Huh. It's okay. So you go you go to bradchandler.com slash quiz. You take this this quiz and you answer these questions, and just by answering the questions, um, you you have some self realization, or does it spit out some results, or how does that kind of work? So it's gonna it's gonna give you a it's gonna give you a a result, and it, you're either gonna score extreme self love, mild self love, or lack of self love. If you score mild self love or lack of self love, don't be like, oh, woe is me, this sucks. Just the opposite. Say, oh my gosh, my life can get so much better. With that, now. You have a, an awareness that if you want to do the work, you can change your life and your relationships in a dramatic way. So how do you do that? You start one of the things that I created that I think is I've created several tools, but I, I, I created this thing called the joy regenerator okay. and it teach, it teaches us how to process our emotions. Are you, you're married, Glenn? 
Yep. Yeah. You said you, you mentioned your wife. Ever get in an argument with your wife? <laughs> is that a loaded question? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the answer is yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me explain something to you. This is fact, not fiction. The argument that you have with your wife is never, ever, ever about the actual argument at hand or the situation at hand. What your, what your brain is doing is, is immediately when you feel a negative emotion, now you're in fight or flight. So your brain is doing what it's supposed to do. It's it, the subconscious brain. It wants to keep you alive. It's going to go back to a time and place properly, probably between the ages of zero and 10, where someone made you feel something similar. You bring that into the argument. So what I do is I teach people, how do you process your emotions? And with your wife in an intimate relationship is the absolute best per place to heal. So next time something ha an argument happens with your wife, you pause and you take a couple of deep breaths because you're not in the present, you're in the past. Get centered, get grounded, and then say, what am I feeling? Literally, because it's the six-year-old inside yourself that's feeling, it's not the adult Glenn. So let's say I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling angry. Then you give yourself compassion because most of us didn't get compassion for emotions as a kid. It's okay, Glenn, that you're feeling sad. I got you, little, little buddy. Then you ask, where did it come from? Well, this is where you have to do the work. You've got to sit there and think, where in my life did things go wrong in my childhood? My dad didn't show up to six of my games, so I felt he didn't love me. Therefore, I felt I'm not enough. What my wife just did made me feel not love, made me feel not enough. And then you ask yourself, is the thought that created the emotion, because all, all emotions are created by thoughts. Is it true that I'm not enough? And you say, of course I'm enough. So boom, instead of yelling at her and escalating for three days, like it used to, an argument used to turn out with my wife. Now you're growing together because what you can say is you can say, Jan, what you just did caused me to feel sad. It's not your fault at all, but can we process this? And that's where the healing comes from. So uh, bradchandler.com forward slash joy go you can anyone can it's completely free it this will literally change your life if you use this tool on a regular basis hmm okay i like that and I, I, that the end was what my question was i was like so how do you how do you step away from this how do you because you're in the middle of something right um in, in all honesty like we we're going to talk about like arguments and um uh, it's actually not, it's rarely with my wife. Most of my arguments actually are coming from uh, <laughs> contractors and people in my business actually cause me a lot more uh, uh, deep anger <laughs> than uh, my wife. Like typically we're both pretty good at, uh, you know, you know, take understanding what's going on with each other. Is there something is because it, is it going to be the same thing when you're, you're dealing with say contractors and other things like that? Is there, or is it just, Maybe I, the way I look at it, I'm just oversimplified that I'm just like upset because someone didn't do what they did, or maybe there's more to it. Like, no, there's more, there's more to it. Here's the thing. We can't do the end. I mean, you could, but it would be a little, a little bit weird to be like, Hey, Bubba, what you just did made me feel sad by not showing up to my house. Um, would you process with, we, we process, the, uh, process this with me so that we can heal together. Yeah. You may not want to say that, but listen, Glenn, in all, in all jokes aside, Unless your kids, do you have kids? Yep. Unless your kids are getting attacked by a bear, you don't ever have to get angry or upset or sad. My goal in life is to get to a place where nobody can negatively upset me or affect me. Because guess what? That's true liberation. And when I heard this three years ago from the, from the ex-Navy SEAL who took me through my transformation, I was like, what a bunch of garbage. That guy's crazy. Now, almost three years later, I'm so close to this, right?
So here's the deal. When your contractor does something and you feel anger, it has nothing to do with him or her. It has to do with you going back and bringing something in because look, give me, give me the last time that you were upset with your co contractor. What, what did, what did he do? Uh, let's see, probably, uh, timelines, just the project is, it's, it's long. Um, we're not getting the updates we're expecting. Um, I'm, you know, I'm upset about it cause I have to relay this to the money. Um, yep. And it, it's just, it puts me in a position where it's, uh, they've put me in a position to relay this, where if things were fine, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like, it wouldn't even be an issue. I wouldn't be thinking about this at night, right? So, so what was the emotion that you felt? I don't know if I'm being too simple, but I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm anger. And it may be not be the way I even deal with this correctly, but a lot of times I vent to my wife and the poor girl has to deal with the, me venting on all this stuff. But I think I, it's, is anger too simple? Uh, so anger is a little bit simple because Eckhart Tolle will say that the anger, again, unless you're, you're protecting your kids from a grizzly bear, it's usually never anger. Anger always has underlying sadness or hurt. So you're sad. What could you possibly be sad about? Uh, disappointing other people. Yeah. Yep. I, is, am I going down the right path? I'm, I'm not good at this. Yeah. Stuff. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to literally help you. And then okay, you, can process, yeah, you, can, you. you can process this later. Here's what happens a lot. And Gabor Matei did this on a, um, on a podcast where he actually walked through a contractor with, um, what's the guy that read the four, uh, wrote the four hour work week. Oh, um, uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. Yeah. So literally, if you want to go Google Tim Ferriss, Gabor Matei, he walks through this. Here's what's happening. I'm guessing, I'm pretty sure, is you feel sad because this person, you're feeling like this person disrespected me. He's not caring enough for me, right? There was a point in your time in your life where someone did something as a child where you didn't, where you felt the same way. You're bringing that into the current thing. So why can't you just see the instant for, for the way it is? Okay, contractors are late all the time. Why do you have to get angry and sad about it? It's not because he's late. It's because your subconscious mind is saying he is late. Therefore, he's disrespecting me. Therefore, I'm not worthy of his care or love. Right. It's deep stuff. Yeah. But, but, but that's, so when you can now, you can use this joy regenerator. When you say to yourself, we take a couple deep breaths the next time this happens with the contractor and you get present and you say, I'm feeling sad. By saying that, it's a brain hack because you're forcing your brain to, to think. You've got to think. Instead of being in fight or flight and, and, and raging back at them, you're going from your fight or flight amygdala brain to your prefrontal cortex because you're required to think, what am I feeling? Just by saying that, it helps you. And then you got to do some work on your own. I guarantee you if we spent 10 minutes, you, you, you wouldn't want to do this now maybe in, in public, but if we spent 10 minutes asking questions about your childhood, there would be something you told me where my dad was always gone. Or I was bullied as a kid and I, and my mom didn't support me or my mom had depression issues or just there's something in everyone's life that every, 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 every client that ever comes to me, most of them say I had a happy childhood and we just start digging in. There are stuff and it doesn't have to be really bad stuff like you were locked in a cage. So we would unearth that. Yeah. And you can do that on your own. Have a conversation with your wife. Think about all the times in your life as a kid where you felt stress, trauma, or, or no control. And then next time he gets th this, as soon as you get angry, you need to ask yourself, what am I feeling? Give yourself compassion and then say, where's it coming from? Oh, it's coming from the time my dad didn't show up at the hockey game uh, three times in a row. 
this guy isn't my dad. I don't need to be mad. Just see the situation for as it is. So what do we do? We say, hey, John, I cannot continue to work with you. Here's the contract. Um, you specified on blah, blah, date, you're going to be done. Going forward, if we want to work together, we're going to build in a penalty. Every day you're late, we're, we're going to be $50. Do you see how you can say that with no emotion involved? You don't have to get mad or upset anymore. Every time you get mad or upset, your brain is releasing cortisol because it's like, holy shit, the lion's chasing me. Every time it releases cortisol, you it's an inflammatory. In, inflammation is the cause of 65% of all diseases and illness in this world. So getting mad and angry doesn't help anybody. Yeah. No. Okay. I like it. I, I do get angry. I usually, I never get angry to the contractor though. Um, I, I'll usually vent <laughs> myself. Um, but I, I, cause I, I've learned this too. You, you, you yell at them and it, it just gets worse. Um, so like I'll go to the backyard and, you know, give a good yell or I will, uh, honestly, most of the time I vent to my wife. So just to regurgitate this or rehash this, you know, you think of, um, they're not doing what they're saying. You you sit there, you think about, you know, I'm sad. Um, this is they're just you know, what they're actually doing is disrespecting me, or what you know, think about the actual root cause of this, and then your mind will help you solve the problem, right? Is that that's where you're trying to get to a solution that makes sense, uh that is rational. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. And think about this disrespect. Can anyone truly disrespect you, Glenn? Like only if I guess if I accept that, right? If I if I don't accept that they've disrespected me, then they didn't disrespect me. You got it. So, who's disrespecting who? Well, it sounds like you're 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 allowing them to disrespect you. You're you're doing it to yourself. You're disrespecting yourself. Let's yeah. say that. Let's say that I say to you, Glenn. You know what, Glenn? You're the biggest ass I've ever met because of your green hair. How would you respond? Would you be offended? Well, in, in that case, no, I don't have green hair. It doesn't, it doesn't sink. It doesn't have anything. Exactly. Perfect. Residence. Perfect. If I said to you, Glenn, um, you're, you're just not that great of investor. And frankly, you're not that great of a husband hmm. before this, before this conversation, would you be disrespected? Would you have said I that? Think was so. I would have thought, I think I would. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing, because there's a piece of you that probably feels that way. That's the lack of self-love. When you have extreme self-love and someone comes at you and says, you're, you're a crook, you're, you're, you're no good, you're lazy, you don't work hard, it's as, it's as untrue as having green hair if you love yourself. The problem is 90 anything that someone says that can like chink in their armor, they go into fight or flight. When you get to a place, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm enlightened by any means, but I've done a lot of work. It's really hard for someone to offend me now because if someone wants to – I get a lot of hate. All I do is put out love and love and freedom messages every day on, on my social media, right? right. I, get a lot of, I get a lot of hate. Before, I used to have to fight them. I used to have to be like stand up and fight. Now I realize when someone is judging me, it never has to do with me. It has to do with how they feel about themselves. So I look at them with compassion and just – I literally will say, here's my phone number. Call me. You know, Some guy was like – saying I was racist because of something I was saying about like money doesn't buy you happiness. I'm like, here's my number, dude. Call me up right now. I want to help you. He never called me. He actually said, I'm sorry. And he took it down. But that's my point is like, you can't be offended when you have extreme self-love. I like it. I and it goes, both, it goes both ways, Glenn. If you're judging another human being, it's because something inside you doesn't feel right, is, isn't healed. 
Because why would we ever judge another human being? I used to judge people all the time. Look at someone who's overweight. What's wrong with that person? Why can't they be thinner? Well, now I know a lot of people are overweight because they use food as a coping mechanism. When you're a child and something goes wrong, you can't go to the bar and have a beer, but what can you do? You can have food. Some people use food as a protection and a soothing thing. So now instead of looking at someone and judging them, I look at them with compassion and be like, wow, they must be hurting. I, 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 I could help them or I wish I could help them. Or, I like it. Okay. And, and it's, it's something that uh, I think with a lot of this, it's just, it, it's stepping back and, and thinking about what you're, what you're actually thinking, <laughs> right? Because a lot of times you just react and you, I, I, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I react. I, you know, you you know, you just take it with whatever, it's just sitting back and thinking about what, what you're doing, thinking about what uh, you're thinking about other people. Um, because honestly, it probably still comes out in your tone. It comes out in your voice. It comes out the way you interact with them. Um, and uh, honestly, I think this is some, you know, some great exercises. And just based on our short conversation, I'm guessing you have tons of exercises um, to to go with this. Um like Brad, if, if somebody wanted to like learn more about this, they wanted to be part of this, they wanted to absorb more. Uh, how does this work? Do you have a book? Do you have a podcast? How does this, how do they connect with you? Yeah. Let me, let me touch that in a second. Cause you said yeah, yeah. something, you said something really, really, really um, important. And you said, you've got to, you've got to like, I, I forget the word you use, but I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase sure, it. Do it. You've got to be the observer of your thoughts. Your thoughts are not who you are, Right. They're just thoughts. They come and go. So imagine yourself like two feet away. Your brain is here and, he, and the brain's looking down at Glenn saying, what's Glenn feeling right now? Oh, that's interesting. Be curious. Oh, the contractor just did this and I'm feeling really, really mad. Well, now you're out here just observing and you're like, wow, that's interesting. Why are you feeling mad, Glenn? Why, would, why does this have to make you mad? Because again, nothing has to make us mad. Look at society. Most people go around in a triggered state 75% of their life, go into a major city, the horns are blowing, people are flicking each other off, there's road rage, people are trying to steal you know, shopping carts at the grocery store. It's all because of this past programming. So I have a wonderful podcast called How to Be Happier for Entrepreneurs. If you want to learn more, just go Google. It's on every major platform. The, the, the best thing that you could do is go take the quiz, bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. There's 12 questions, and each day I'm going to send you an email that will – I'll give you the results right away, but then I'll send you an email that will tell you how you can go from – you know, if, if, you're, if you have a low score, I'll tell you how you can fix it. Um, and then if you want to reach out to me, just it's, it's all over my website, bradchandler.com. Um, yeah, and, and I, I, mentioned, I mentioned the tools, the self-love quiz. The Joy Regenerator can literally change your health, your relationships, your business. You can become a better leader. That's at uh, bradchandler.com forward slash joy. I like it. And I, I think um, even no, no matter how strong you think you are, I think it's uh, – I'm going to probably get I – mean, I will go try it because uh, even you know I do a lot of things to challenge myself. And, uh, I think that the, you know what, there's always room for improvement. And if you don't think that, then <laughs> where are you going to go? Like, look, if you, if you have children, I've already mentioned this. If, if, if you have children with behavioral problems, I get clients all the time saying, can you work with my child? And I'm like, yes, I can work with your child, but it stems from you. Like I yeah. need to work with you first. If, if you go take the self-love quiz and you score lack of self-love or even mild self-love, no matter how good of a parent you think you are. 
I was the, I was, I've been a single dad for 12 years. I have never missed any event of my kids. I was always there. Yeah. I was, I didn't work a hundred hours a week. I got them off to school. I was home I'm like everything. I did everything, but yet my lack of self-love caused their anxiety. So hmm. if you score those things, I promise you, you are negatively affecting your kids. And the greatest gift that you can give your child is to break the multi-generational curse. What's the multi-generational curse? If you lack self-love, you never, ever go marry someone with extreme self-love. You marry someone with lack of self-love too. And then what do you do? You have kids that lack self-love. So the greatest thing you can do is break the multi-generational curse. How do you do that? You teach your kid how to love themselves unconditionally. How can you teach that if you don't know it yourself? So over this five-week program, I've brought countless people from lack of self-love to extreme self-love by just changing their thinking and believing in the truth that they are enough. If you if you suffer, most suffering in this world is self-inflicted. It's all from living in the truth that we're not enough. And it sounds like a lot of people, I, I, I'm gonna, it's gonna be really interesting to see your quiz results, but I was the guy that thought I was enough. So many people don't even know that these things are plaguing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And, and you, you touched on just being there. Um, and sometimes just being there isn't, that's not enough. <laughs> like, honestly, just showing up. Um, cause like a lot of people, um, you know, I show up to every, I do everything, but I had a, a friend who was, they read some books and they were, you know, they, they didn't did the activities with, from the book with their child. And the result from the child was that they, they felt like their parents weren't present, even though they were there all the time. Um, I'm not talking about myself, but, but, um, uh, and it's one of those things that with all of this, I try to learn from everyone around me to, to be like, you know, I gotta, you gotta sit down and listen. And you know what, it doesn't matter. There's always room for improvement, no matter how good you think you are. Um, you're right. And people who think they have it all perfect, probably are the ones who don't. <laughs> you're right. It's never perfect. It's ne you, you, look, look, people strive for per perfection. If you're a perfectionist, it's because your imperfect self as a child wasn't good enough. So you're like, I've got to be perfect. Well, guess what? You're going to chase that forever to your grave because you can't ever be perfect. It's not possible. Yeah. So anyway, this is good. Got a lot of stuff even running through my head. Um, a lot of stuff to rethink about because a lot of the stuff you, at least for me, I don't think about it. Um, I, I think about how to, how to, how to, if you listen to my podcast, you take my coaching, it's all how to, how to, it's not about mindset. It's about, you know, executing, building systems and executing systems and running a business. And it's uh, a lot of this mindset stuff. Uh, you just, it, it just disappears. You're just, you're so focused on high performance and it, you you missed some of this this stuff so i'm i will do this activity um anyway brad i, re I really appreciate you coming on the show um uh i'm gonna do your test i'm sure lots of people will reach out and do your test and uh i appreciate the value this is great Thank you. you're welcome as also if i can help in any way i'm here for you guys that was a nice video bye